Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Super Eagle Coin from the XRPL. Now, Super Eagle Coin is the world's first dedicated protest token on the XRPL, aiming to tokenize the, mo the movement to ask for clear regulations and clarity on what they can and cannot do with digital currencies. Chris, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks, Tate. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, really excited to be on the podcast. Happy to talk about uh, cryptocurrency, XLPL, and maybe even Super Eagle Coin. That's all I'm here for today is actually Super Eagle Coin itself. But yeah, we can dive into a wide variety of different topics if you're interested. What I'm curious to know right off the bat is what kind of really inspired Super Eagle Coin to come to life in a sense. I mean, you've been around for coming up on two years now. You started this project in Q2 of 2021. So since then, I mean, anybody who's been supporting the XRPL from Q2 of 2021 has seen a lot. And I'm curious to know, like, where'd you get the vision for Super Eagle Coin? Uh, I mean, well, I've been around cryptocurrency for I think since 2016, um, 2017, and I was always big into uh, XRP and XRPL, and I, I rode that wave at the, at the end of 2017. And I think at that point, I was just there's something changed. And I was just I've just been obsessed with XRP ever since. Um, and then, as you know, everyone's experienced. You know, all these are uh, the, the lawsuit came through. Yep. And, and my this sort of project sort of came out of frustration, really. I, um, a lot, a lot of the basis of this lawsuit was there's no utility, we're all just buying, um, shares of Ripple disguised, you know, in a, in a different form. And I, I knew that that wasn't true. I knew about utility at XRPL, I knew that you could generate tokens, I knew that there was ongoing development and so i i just sort of thought look i mean i can one way to show some of these regulators that there is actually utility would be to to do something with it so i sort of there weren't many many tokens on the xrpl at the time so i i thought naming a token with the acronym sec would be provocative yeah definitely maybe someone would notice it so i thought let's do it and then um so that's how super eagle coin or or SEC coin was born. That's incredible. I mean, you've been around for coming up on two years now. And throughout that timeline, what have you really noticed the most within kind of this lawsuit and regulatory clarity? I know that we've been in the lawsuit for pretty much that whole entire time, actually a little bit longer than that whole entire time, actually. Uh, but what have you really noticed with this lawsuit conspiring and evolving to what it is today and soon hopefully you know seeing regulatory clarity well i mean the lawsuit itself hasn't really brought any clarity with it you yeah. know a lot of uh still you know we're not allowed to see these emails we're not allowed to know a lot of details you know the, the, a lot of these regulators sort of operate um you know, behind closed doors and that's sort of their style. And, and I guess, you know, it's a very, it's a complex area and, and they're sort of saying that these old rules about orange groves and things that relate to the cryptocurrencies and, and, you know, maybe they do, but 
Uh, I mean, I'm confused essentially, and I'm looking forward to the end of it. And you know, a, you know, a judge who sifted through all of this and essentially said, "Look, this is the outcome." And you know, I dislike the lawsuit, but I I'm excited anyone to see the resolution of it and interested to see what what the outcome is overall. Actually, yeah, I agree to that point. I definitely can't wait to see what the outcome is overall. But it's what I've really noticed within these two, three years, uh, you know, just Ripple being in this lawsuit, I've just noticed how many snakes are in the grass and how many snakes that are, have been in the grass that not too many people have known about. And they're really just starting to appear here and there out of thin air in a sense. And it's, it's quite interesting to see, you know, how many bad actors there are because, you know, when you're dealing with some of these people's statures within, you know, the the just the legal sort of just, you know, for instance, Gary Gensler with the SEC, kind of where he stepped in with his position as the, the, the head of the SEC, taking over Jay Clayton's position, he, he kind of stepped into this position blindsided from what he made it seem to look like. But in reality, I feel as if there was a much, a lot more going on behind the scenes that nobody really knew about. And we can kind of just see it now based upon how he's really utilized this lawsuit and, you know, what he's done with it, because nothing's really changed. It's not like he's trying to actually help investors. It seems as if he's just trying to push away, you know, cryptocurrency from the United States in a way. And it's it's quite sad to see at the end of the day. Well, I, I mean, I think he's, I think it's a tough job. You know, it's not, it's not a job I would want. Yeah. Um, I imagine there's lots of um, power brokers sort of operating the shadows who you've got to appease. You know, I, I, I appreciate that it would be tough, but I mean, and again, you know, that we're all investors on the end of this. And, you know, I personally suffered because of this lawsuit and I, you know, I don't live in the US. I, I don't visit there. I don't go there, but it's still, um, you know, it still affects me. And because I was in, in XRP, because Ripple was a, a big player in the XRP ecosystem, I mean, um, you know, we, we all lost because of that. Yeah. I was frustrated and, and this is, you know, starting a protest token was sort of one way I thought I could address the issue. Makes sense. So diving into Super Eagle I mean, so you have the SEC token that you started in Q2 of 2021, and that was based off of XLS 14D whenever we didn't have native to uh, native NFTs on the XRPL yet. We were still waiting on XLS 20D to come out. But so starting that token, what did you see from the get-go? I mean, did you have an on like, a mass amount of people onboarded to the SEC token right out the gates, or what kind of happened once you launched it? Um. I mean, it would be like anyone else starting, uh, you know, launching a token or starting a small business. Nobody's interested. Nobody wants the time of day. Um, you know, you're sort of begging people to take notice. Uh, I remember I had, I remember there was, I had one loyal follower. I remember he was a really nice chap and we used to talk a lot. He, he was onboarded very quickly. Um, <laughs> And it was essentially just me and him for quite a few months. Is he still around? Uh, no, I, no, I think he 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 told me that he sold out and he renovated his bathroom, <laughs> and that I I was to be honest, it's one of my like 
I was I was a bit proud of this moment because he was like, oh, he, he wrote to me and he said, oh, look, I'm really sorry, um, Chris, I've got to like bow out. You know, I sold up all my SEC coins or, um, and but I've, I've, <laughs> I've got enough money to renovate my entire bathroom and, and he said some nice thanks and things. So um, He better have uh, sent you a photo of that bathroom after it was all done. I should follow him up. I should follow him <laughs> up. But um, yeah, I think he, he sold out pretty quickly. But he, he was down there for the, the, the tough times at the start. But, you know, you know when you start these coins, they're worthless. And right, yeah. you know, nothing backing them. So you were sort of begging people to take them. And uh, I, I remember I, I ran a competition once and um, the winner was, it was 20 XRP and like, I think it was like 100,000 SEC coins. Wow. And the winner was like, oh, actually, I'll just take the XRP and you can keep the SEC coin. Like, just do whatever you want with it. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Um, then I think, then then there was just like this gold rush of, of influx into tokens. All of a sudden, I think it's sort of 2021, I think cryptocurrency as a whole was going up. But the XRPL had this sort of rush into tokens on, on XRPL. And I, yep. I, you know, I was proud of that. Um, so it felt like, you know, a couple of us who started tokens at the same time, we were sort of part of that rush, but yeah, we just saw so many people coming in and, and people wanting to be a part of the project, believing in the vision and we saw a, a bit of a rush on it. So, um, that, that's, that changed the whole dynamic really. Yeah, definitely. But I think, I think there was definitely luck involved with that. You know, I was, I was in the right place at the right time. Timing has a big factor to do with a lot of people's, you know, choices and investments at the end of the day. I mean, think about getting yeah. into Doge or, say, Pepe at the times whenever they weren't necessarily known by anyone. Same goes with Bitcoin yeah. and XRP and, you know, majority of cryptocurrencies out there. It's just if you're one of the, the early adopters to one of these tokens and, you know, they do go on their runs, it could be life-changing wealth at the end of the day. It's just a matter of being there and when and where at the end of the day. But so you started the token. We finally got XLS 20D. Now we have a wide variety of marketplaces within, you know, the XRPL ecosystem. Where did you launch the native NFTs for uh, Super Eagle Coin? Yeah. So um, a lot of my, my project has been like, building development for the XRPL and, gotcha. and being part of that. So, you know, I was excited as anyone to see native NFTs. Um, so, but in the lead up, I'd done a lot of my own development and tech and things. So issuing NFTs was sort of, I don't want to say trivial, but like I didn't want to pigeonhole my, my, um, project into one of these marketplaces because it was sort of a bit this sort of oh come with us and you can be exclusive to an exchange or you can go exclusive to some other one exchange so I, I and I to be honest I didn't want to pick I didn't see an obvious winner so we just issued we, I issued them myself and nice. you know we have so they're all self-issued really oh that's incredible I've seen them on a couple of marketplaces but it's nice to see that you know you self-issued them to your holders that stayed loyal through the thick and thin and even the new holders that came about I know you have a, a vast you know wide variety of collections within the super eagle coin you know ecosystem you have your genesis super eagles your sologenic super eagles your faucet super eagles your telegram super eagles and then the custom project super eagles 
You mind giving me just a brief rundown on each of these different styles of Super Eagles by chance? Yeah, sure, sure. Well, I mean, it's sort of a bit like, uh, they're sort of, in my mind, they're sort of cataloging this, this history of the XRPL. I, I should backtrack a little bit before, because the first exchange that came out was Sologenic. Yes. Uh, they had an XLS 14 based yep. exchange. And I thought that was pretty cool. So we did, we, I had a separate collection that was exclusive to Sologenic. And that's, that's where the Sologenic collection comes from. Um, so there's a thousand super eagles that we issued on Sologenic. Sure. And that was a one at a, one at a time minting process. <laughs> so I sort of manually minted all of those one at a time. At least it was thousand. fairly cheap. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too expensive. They burnt three solo for every one that was was minted. Um, so that that's the Sologenic collection. They're they're now because because a lot of these Mark Aces are decentralized. You can now get those on XRP Cafe as well. So they've started uh, integrating some selected Sologenic um, collections. So we're thankful that. You know, XRP Cafe have listed that Sologenic collection. So that's that's great. Um, the, the next ones... Oh, well, I should say the Genesis collection were first. So before Sologenic had their exchange, I was minting um, my own XLS14 NFTs uh, one at a time. Uh, and essentially auctioning them off to my holders so we, people would come onto telegram we had an, a custom auction bot people were bidding in super eagle coin and the winners i was giving them their xls 14 genesis eagle and um since xls 14 so the native nft has come out there's been a swap mechanism so you swap your old uh xls 14 uh, genesis for the new xls 20 so that that's sort of there's been a uh, evolution in that Genesis line. Nice. Um, so that's sort of our very first collection. Uh, and I should say these are all uh, eagle characters. Um, both of those, all of these are breedable in our breeding game. Uh, the, the Fawcett Eagles and the Custom Eagles uh, come from a similar process. Uh, I have... I've. I made this algorithm where you can take an XRP address and it eagle-fies it. So it, it takes the characters in your address and turns it into one of my eagle characters. So um, uh, the first one was the faucet was I, um, I sold 75 of these faucet eagles, but essentially it was people taking their original XRP addresses, putting them in my algorithm, generating your own personal eagle, and then I would uh, mint them as XLS 14. And since then I've swapped them to 20. Uh, so they're both LSS 20s. And people can breed those as well. Uh, then the Telegram Eagles are the same sort of concept, but they, they were slightly more expensive. And I sold a few of those through Telegram. I think there's only like 13 or 14 of those out there. Okay. Um, and the Custom Eagles, that, that's the other one. So they, yeah, these are whenever a lot of when you run these projects, a lot of uh, other projects come to you and sort of say, you know, we'd like to do a collaboration. We'll do a NFT 
that matches each other. So I, I had quite a few projects who we made eagles based off there and other XRPL and a few projects. Um, and they are regrettably still XLS 14. I, we're at the process of, of integrating them into the algorithm and they still need to be swapped to XLS 20. So, um, but they're really cool and I can't wait to see those in um, XLS 20 and then usable in the breeding game. That's what I'm very excited for. So everything but the customs are usable within the Super Eagle Coin breeding game, correct? Yeah, yeah. At the moment, okay. at the moment, nice. so cus customs are coming. Customs are coming. I get asked every day, and um, there's sort of only like 15 out there. So, um, but I, they, they, once they are usable, they're going to be really powerful because the custom traits essentially are inaccessible to anyone who unless they own the custom eagles. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, now that we have a brief overview of all your different various super eagles and we want, well, I kind of want to know now what the super eagle coin game is. You're hinting at it is a breedable game. So I'm assuming you take two various types of super eagle eagles themselves and you can breed them together to get a baby eagle. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's playable today. So we have sort of, uh, it's like 50, 60 active users uh, each day. Um, but they essentially, how it works is you, you bring your adult Super Eagles um, and there's various nests that are upgradable within the game. So you can spend Super Eagle coin to upgrade your nests uh, upgrade your breeding with with various potions that are they're all uh, available in the game. You nest your two adults and for a set time. The base time period is is two weeks, okay. so fourteen days. But you can decrease that time by buying potions. Um, and if you nest for two weeks, you earn super eagle coin uh, for that nesting time. And it's the, the amount that you earn each day is dropped into your wallet is based on how many uh, Super Eagle NFTs you have. So if you have 20, which is the, the, the maximum for each wallet, um, you earn 81 sec uh, every day or Super Eagle coin every day. Oh, wow. It's, it's sort of like a staking mechanism. Sure. Yeah, so yeah it makes sense. You're earning by playing. Uh, so you... you at the end of the two weeks or the time period, Baby Eagle hatches and there's this, you know, there's pixel art animation for all of this. And um, we had a, some really good artists sort of draw up all this pixel art. Um, but your baby hatches and then you go to the reward section in game and you can see your new Baby Eagle. And uh, it's based off the traits of your adults. And there's a uh, chance of getting rare secret traits so there are certain traits that can only pop up if certain parameters are hit that are often secret um, and uh, essentially never before seen traits gotcha. so there's more there's more secret traits than regular traits so um uh, i i find it really exciting because you know me and my team came up with all of this and then seeing everyone play and uh and seeing all these baby eagles being developed like stuff that we hadn't thought of and like you know it, it looks amazing so i'm 
uh, I'm, I'm having such a blast watching people enjoy it. Sure. Yeah. It's definitely quite interesting. So I'm curious to know now is can these, you know, baby Eagles, can they grow up to become adult Eagles eventually? And the next thing would be, what is the value proposition behind these baby Eagles after, you know, staking your two adults for this? And my, my final thing is, do you have to burn the adults to receive the baby or will you be able to keep the adults after receiving the baby? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to answer your last question first. So your adult Eagles never get burnt. So you, you retain ownership to them. So they're your NFTs. Um, it's a, it's essentially, you know, a soft staking yeah. mechanism. I don't take your baby, your adults from you to the staking. I just, each day the game checks that you're still holding it. Actually, the checks more often than that, but you essentially always own them. Uh, and the cool thing about it is that your as soon as your baby eagle is generated, you can restake your adults and they will keep generating baby eagles. Oh, nice. There's no limit to uh, how many baby eagles a single pair can make. There is a limit for the total number of baby eagles. So the, the baby eagle collection is a hundred thousand collection. Wow. Yeah. So there's been four percent minted. So we've in about oh, when did we start? So we probably started doing this uh I think November last year, because the game was running pre Exodus twenty. So um uh, so it's been going for about six, seven months and we're sort of at 4% of, of the minted collection. So, uh, yeah. So if anyone who has two adults, you've essentially, there's, there's no cap on how, how many babies they can produce. You, you are limited because you can't generate traits. Say if you like, you really love the laser eagles, if, if you're laser eyed eagles say and you you have two adult eagles that don't have laser eyes i mean your babies will never have laser eyes you've got to go out and you know say oh, i really want that trait make an offer get trade get that trait and bring it in so sort of there's this fostering of of trading within our community so people will go and be like oh you know i, I really want a, a gold skinned eagle i really want a crystal eagle and, and people are like, oh well i've been using this with this one maybe i could swap for a week or swap for two weeks and so there's been people um uh trading amongst the community which, which I, I think is really nice yeah um it's it's you know i managing an ex uh, an nft community takes up a lot of my time. I don't get to spend a lot of time in other NFT communities, unfortunately, but what I really love about our one is there's, there's an active process. People are playing, people are showing off their new baby eagles. It's, it's like everyone gets, it's like a new mint every week or every two weeks yep. and everyone's showing off what they've minted. And you, you've essentially, if the game plays out, it's probably got about three, four years of, of minting to go. So, it's sort of three, four years of us all hanging out and showing what baby eagles we've created that week. Yeah, it's definitely um, something where you're constantly always allowed to engage with, you know, just the platform itself. And it's nice yeah. to have because, you know, over time, some people potentially lose attention and lose attraction to, you know, different projects if they're not necessarily always providing. But you have a platform where, you know, 
every week or every other week, if you say you have at least two super eagles, you'll always be able to generate a new baby eagle, which can always be completely different. And, you know, you can get those surprise traits also. Yeah, so what are these, exactly. what are these, what's the value proposition behind the baby eagles besides just, you know, the collective art of the collection of a hundred thousand NFTs? Do you plan on providing oh, yeah. any additional value besides that? Or what are you looking at? Yeah. You did ask that before. Uh, yeah. So essentially, uh, they, you know, I did think about this a lot, you know, I mean, with crypto kitties, for example, they're, they're not the classic breeding game. My understanding of it was you could, the, the, the next generation could breed the next generation and then your, your sort of crypto kitties that you bred were, were, were then breedable. Uh, I sort of thought to take it a different direction. So um, our baby eagles have a completely different property. Um, the, the concept for them is they, you can grow them up but you're growing them up into an, a new uh, dimension. So there's a 3D adult um, art that's available. So all the baby eagles, all the original traits, all the surprise, you said, all secret traits um, have an adult 3D avatar version. And these are all fully rendered 3D models that were in discussion with, with metaverse projects to, to make 3D avatars. Um, so we're hoping you can take your baby, your favorite baby eagle or how many baby eagles you like, uh, grow them into a, a metaverse style avatar and essentially, um, explore the metaverse with your, your next NFT. And I sort of see this as the, the next step and, and that's, that's what you get when you come into our ecosystem is, you know, our NFTs roll over into the next one and there's new generations and we're not just going to do the same thing every generation. Um, but it is, a, it's an evolving process, but yeah, I, I, the NFT art is fantastic for the 3d Eagles. And, and so I've posted a bit on our Twitter at the moment. So I'm, I've learned, I've, I'm not tech minded myself actually, but I, I've spent, past few months learning this uh all this 3d software and, and um how to manipulate it myself so that, that's been fun interesting process but yeah the, the art itself is amazing yeah it definitely looks very nice i, I really like those 3d pieces because they're one going to be able to implement within you know any sort of metaverse or game that uh is capable of implementing that itself but it it looks really like an eagle you know like you're able to see completely around 360 degrees and it's nice to have that full-on overview of what the eagle actually looks like plus you know the quality in-depth detail that it also provides is these yeah. 3d eagles is this your generation 3 collection or is this gen 3 something completely different no this is generation 3 so uh generation 1 was the is like the adult eagles yes and then generation two is the baby eagles yep. and then the generation three is the these 3d avatars nice so, amazing um, yeah i mean thing i i think i said this before in like interviews i'm just having a blast with all of this like I, and that's <laughs> all that really matters Chris. yeah <laughs> this is really fun for me and you know people want to join along and, and see where things go like, 
I love it, but you know, to, to be honest, like, mm. well, there's just so much development that's happening on the XRPL. There's some very intelligent people doing some very cool things. Uh, new hooks are coming, um, and you know, there's so much more, more stuff. And so I'm really excited by it. You know, it's it's a it's an evolving chain uh, that people are actively working on. Um, I'm ex- I guess I you know I'm excited to be a, a part of it. So um, I just like like being here, and I think the project really um, is fun to be a part of. I met some fantastic people doing it. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a blast, really. I can only imagine, and. You know, at the end of the day, as long as you're having fun with what you do, that's all that really matters in my eyes. And it's nice to be able to, you know, have a feel for the community and who's within the community and supporting you on, you know, a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And it shows that, you know, there's people out here who actually care about what you're doing and not only just what you're doing, but a wide variety of other NFT projects on the XRPL as well. And it's just great to see that support, you know. We all can support XRP at the end of the day, but will we support those who also support the XRPL? And mm. it shows a lot within, you know, the community on XRP and the people who are also surrounding the XRPL and developing out their great projects, developing out, you know, uh, just everything that goes within in and out of the XRPL. It's just really nice to see overall. My final question for you, Chris, I just want to say thank you for taking the time once again to join me on this podcast, but where does the future of Super Eagle Coin, where is it by chance? Where do you see a year or two from now besides just the breeding game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, essentially the, the 3D collection is where we're really going. There's so much more potential to evolve. Um, you know, with the integration with metaverse it's you sort of i know a lot of people throw the metaverse around quite lightly but i mean it's it's going to take a lot of time to develop something yep. that's functional that's usable and that you you know essentially somewhere where you want to be so uh, you know I, I i'm hoping to be a part of it and you know, we're building models that we think will be compatible um, but I, I don't expect that to take days or weeks or months. Like this is going to be a year or years of effort to get a you know a good metaverse where we can all hang out. And, and, you know, um, so I mean that's where that's where I'd love to take it. That's where we're trying to take it. So um, uh, and we we always trying to be realistic about this sort of stuff because you know everyone can be promised the world, but I mean if you don't deliver, then what's the point? So yeah, I I think in I think two years time, you know, you'll be able to use your third generation uh, Super Eagle, which you've grown from your baby Eagle in the metaverse. This is something that you've grown from your two favorite Genesis Eagles. You've got a baby Eagle that you really like. You've got you've grown it up into your three D adult, and then we, we're all hanging out in like the eagle nests in a metaverse somewhere that's that's where i see the project you know all i look at it like is this you know it's basically you know i'm trying to think of the best way of wording it it's just you know provide as little detail as possible on regards of your vision and then over provide on the vision itself and that will at the end of the day 
simply just help move along the project in the right direction and, you know, help reassure investors within your project where you're actually going and that you actually care because you're over providing within the project itself. And so, you know, thank you once again, Chris, for taking the time to join me on the Alt Kings podcast. I truly wish you the best in all of your endeavors. And I look forward to seeing where Super Eagle Coin Project is in the next one to two years and down the line as well. I'd love to have you on also down the line. But ladies and gentlemen, with this being said, this has been the Alt Kings podcast, and we will see you all next episode. Peace.